This is Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 11, Episode 15. Dinner Party from Hell, Part 2. We had Part 1 at Kyle's at the Christmas party. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I'm fine if this, I'm fine if every episode is just a dinner party from hell, personally. I think that it just... <laughs> they pretty much have been. I know. It's great. Every, it's just like meal, meal, meal. And they're all hell. They're all from hell. Um, <laughs> we are also recording to you live. Okay, it's not actually live. But we are recording from our new mics. We are no longer trapped in the closet, as they would say. We are in the kitchen in normal... Temperate conditions. Oh, living our best life. Living our best life. We'll see. It, it probably won't sound any different to you, but this is a big lifestyle up level for us. So let's see how this goes. Let's we even have headphones on. You, I feel so official. I know. You would not believe how professional we look. I'll have to take a photo. Um, okay. So obviously we have a sprinkling of little gatherings that lead up to the big Shabazz. So let's just talk about the first pretty much innocuous scene. But we have Dorit and PK. 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 PK, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Ew. I can't not do it every time. I hate it. So she's got her wedding dress line. She's trying on a bunch of dresses for him. I totally forgot because we've been given the blessing of not having to see PK in a long time. I forgot how much he tries to involve himself yes. in anything that he is present for on camera. Absolutely. Oh my God. Like him needing to like brainstorm names with her and she's not even wanting it at all. Oh my gosh. This is the pearl. This is the woman. This, he just wants to be involved. And but, once again, I just love PK for how he, how hip he still just tries to be. So hard. As a, so like, hard. I mean, he's got the sneakers with the skinny jeans. He dropped some, he said something that made me laugh. Something along the lines of like, that's fire. Or yeah, it was just like, PK, you are an old man. Please stop. I know. Anyway. I do have to say. This was the most likable Dorit has been all season to me, was watching her interact with him. Yeah. Which was like, oh, I didn't expect. But it's like, we never get to see Dorit as a real person, really. Like, it always feels like she's performing. It's very little. Yeah. It's, and she doesn't give you a lot for all the reasons we said last week, right? It, yeah. <laughs> it's like mommy moments where Jagger's trying to put lipstick yeah. on her or something. But it's not ever... Like, we've seen Into Crystal's home so much to start. Yeah. So much this year. Yeah. You know, and how her day-to-day ongoings occur. But, yeah. Yeah, anyway. But, yes, it was nice to see PK and Dorit, and Dorit seem normal. Yeah, it was like, who is this person? And then she's describing that in, in their personal life, PK is the one that takes up all the verbal space. Yes. As, like, her reason, like, maybe I talk so much with everybody else because I'm like pent up because PK is saying all the words for both of us at home. What did you think of the wedding dresses? 
I actually thought some of them were really pretty. I did not like the pearl. The pearl bothered me. It was too pearly. I mean, it was really intense, but I also thought it was kind of cool. Okay. Um, just quick side question that feels more relevant to our Married at First Sight, but I wanted to ask because they're talking about renewing their vows. Yeah. And she views it kind of like a curse. Mm. And I find this concept very fascinating because I did not know that it was viewed like that until like, I don't know, the last couple years. But do you think of it that way? I was today's years old when I learned about that. Oh. I did not know that people thought of it as a curse. Well, because I think a lot of people like have this like presumption that if people are renewing their vows, it there's means, something wrong. yeah, that yeah. there's something that's been wrong and we have to like get back on track. And I'm I just like, see it as another reason to A, celebrate, celebrate the marriage, B, have another party, yeah. C, give gifts, and D, <laughs> do you get go gifts on vacation. Ooh, do know. you get to do a new registry? That feels super extra. No, I meant between spouses. But we're kind of due. So maybe we should. I just want We gifts. need some new plates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but You can find us at Crate and Barrel. Um, yeah, I just think that that's a silly thing. And I don't like it. Because I'm like, low-key, I would like to maybe do that with you one day. Because we got married so young that I think it would be a fun thing to do with, like, our more, in our more, like, grown-up adult life as, like, a way to symbolize. For sure. I'm wondering if it more, if they, if she looks at it from that perspective, just because they are rich in entertainment in Los Angeles. And so I'm sure, you know, it's. But I feel like I was talking to my dad about this once and he even kind of thought the same thing. Like, oh, it doesn't, I would think that usually it means like something's wrong. Yeah. Which I just And everyone can make what they mean to make of it, is what I (laughs) said. I agree. Okay, good sidebar. Let's get into the meat. We have. Sutton and Kyle meet up at Sutton's new place that's being remodeled still. Nowhere near close to being done. No. Nowhere near I was so confused. (laughs) I thought we were going to a house that was almost done. Yeah, no. She's going to be paying Kyle rent. She's Shiba Shirei. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So they, I mean, obviously the main point here is that they do a bit of a debriefing of the insane dinner party that we had, or lunch party, if you will, that we had at the last episode. And I just died when Sutton was like, when I saw that doggone doo-doo nail in my face. <laughs> doggone doo-doo nail. Like, doo-doo. What does that even mean? <laughs> so she basically says she thinks she's been too nice. I'm going to really tell it how it is when we have this next thing. And Kyle is definitely making it clear, like, I hear you. And yes, I can clarifying questions. Yes. And like, I am confused a little bit about the the story you brought up. She but she does make a point to just be like. She's still doing her Kyle thing. I don't feel like she's fully going in on Erica. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, But she basically says, like, I'm going to believe her because I've been friends with her for a long time until I have reason not to. And. I think, I mean, if I could just interject real fast. Yeah. Sutton needs to kind of stop setting up what she's going to do. Right. I, I agree. I think that's, the pro- that's where we're getting into the problem is Sutton is, which I am mostly team Sutton with how this whole episode ends up yeah. panning out. Yeah. But she's setting 
um, she's setting confusion, confusing expectations yeah. to all of the other housewives about what she is going to do in the future. And I right. think she just needs to stop. And with that's that. where half the drama is. Exactly. And that is how half the women are sort of cowing in their present moment. Like when the time comes, they're all backing down and using what Sutton did, does or doesn't choose to say, like she said before, against her. It's like, yeah, stop no prepping everyone so much. Just say like, I'm probably going to have a hard conversation with Erica. I don't know how it's going to go. Don't know when it's going to be. Stop letting exactly. us know. And that's, yeah. That's because then everyone is way more critical of it. Then if you just still are, uh, you know, then if when you wait for the moment and you get the feel of the environment, you get the feel for how, what state Erica is in. Exactly. It doesn't mean you're being dishonest by choosing to share something a certain way because you feel like that's the best way that it's going to be received. But that is what's setting her up for disaster because every time we're actually face-to-face, she does back down a bit because she's, you know, Erica's being Erica. And then everybody else can, like, come for her. Like, well, this isn't everything you said you were going to say. And it's like... A hundred percent. Sutton, you would have avoided this if you stopped talking about it. She's losing the ability to read the situation when it happens and yes. call audibles and be like, oh, okay, maybe this is not actually the right time because call now audibles. she's yeah, change, change it up, change up the play. Oh, sports, sports, sports. Okay. Um, an audible is no, I'm not going to mansplain <laughs> no, an audible don't. right now. Um, but she loses the opportunity to read the situation and decide because decide how she wants to carry it out. Exactly. because She's already told everyone. Exactly. Anyway. So this is just like a preface meeting for us to all get prepared for what's about to happen. Um, then we have friggin' Crystal. She has a little dinner party, which this whole night is very surprising it's to me. It's a weird group. Yes, this group is bizarre to me. Like, well, Kathy and Crystal are apparently friends, which right. is weird because other than the beginning of the season, it's not There's like they're exclusively doing that. things together. No. It, it, the way that they introduced they them They must have as, just like known each other like from parties. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, so Crystal's having Erica, Garcelle, and Kathy over for a small dinner party. The food looks amazing. Dim sum dreams. Um... But yeah, I'm just like, this group is so random. And it was like almost like their version of a debrief after the lunch party from hell. And it was an interesting conglomeration because you had Garcelle, who is obviously in a thing with Dorit, Mm -hmm. who's not present. Mm -hmm. And then you have Erica, who's in a thing with Sutton, who's not present. But it's still awkward because Garcelle is like best friends with Sutton at this point. And, and everybody totally knows that. totally trashing Sutton. Yeah. This whole, this whole dinner. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, Crystal and Erica really lost me when they went into the like country club bullshit. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, to be honest, I've been a part of that country club for years. I had never heard of her or seen her. And Erica's like, oh, yeah, never heard, never heard. And then I love the shade of Garcelle in her interview right after and is like, well, to be honest, before this season started filming, I had never heard of Crystal. 
And it's like, exactly. Most people, nobody had ever heard of until they were on the show, it's, except maybe Garcelle, because she's actually been an actress for 25 years. Yes, or Kathy Hilton. Right. You know, um, yeah. Not a cute look. It was just like, that's not a way. I mean, they're obviously implying. It was all very mean girls. Yes. It was. They're I, basically implying that like, they're really harping on the Sutton reputation thing, which like we talked about last week is like, we know how she meant it. But she obviously did not do it good comes enough. Across, it does come, come across bad. She didn't do enough to clarify that she stance. She did Obviously, because this is how everyone else, with the exception of Sutton and maybe Garcelle, how they view the situation, is that it is all about her rap and these country clubs. And she never brought up country clubs. Anyway, I'm right. not going to get back into this. But um, yeah, this whole attitude of, she should be lucky that anyone knows who the fuck she is. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's just yeah, pump America. the brakes. What, it, it, yeah. Because oh, that's gosh. like the only thing that matters in life. And I don't know. Then uh, Garcelle is obviously trying to like remind them like, hey, guys. So remember, I'm close to Sutton. So like, I'm not going to chime in on all this. Yep. <laughs> and she basically is like. You know, I think that she's quirky and she's blah, blah, and she's sweet. And I think she's really finding her voice this year. And Crystal's like, well, I think her voice is very awkward. <laughs> Which I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and you, it honestly brought me back because they have done such a good job of putting their early season beef on the shelf. I, quite frankly, thought like, all of that was almost like vanished. You know what I mean? So to hear that from Crystal was like, oh, that was naive of me. Of course, there's still some holding on to that's happening here. And it's almost like Crystal's been waiting for her moment for other people to also be upset at her to join in because exactly. she's a new girl. Yeah. So she realized after this whole drama, like, oh, I better like, I better just wrap this up and move forward because she's friends with too many people and like, it's not worth it. But yeah. But now she's realizing, okay, I've been a footnote on this season since the since. first <laughs> the first couple episodes. Right. With my with the drama with Sutton. And so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Crystal to me has been kind of pointless this year, but that's beside the point. Yeah. So I guess let's just go into the dinner party from hell part two. Okay. Let's um, do it. Kathy is hosting. Again, we have our $1,000 candle holders, Baccarat candle holders. That means something. I'm sure it does. You didn't Google it? Baccarat? Yeah. No, I just, isn't that like a, a casino game? God, I have no idea, but I can tell that everyone knows how important it is when everyone says the name Baccarat. Baccarat. So anyway, <laughs> if you know how important it is, you know more than we do. Um, but so she's having her... Everyone over for dinner. She does not take this lightly. We are getting like the full Kathy Hilton hotel experience. Wow. Of like ultimate luxury. I mean, not only, first off, there's Kathy's butler, Patrick, who is a the goddamn delight. I think his name should be Patrice, actually. Oh, if Patrick. he's a friend. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> but so we meet him. He is delightful. And then, and it's like Kathy's butler. And then all of a sudden, there's someone else coming out of another corner who also has the label Kathy's butler. 
And I'm like, oh my God, how many butlers do we have here? Are these live-in butlers? Or no are these, way. Are these, because Pat, no. Patrick seems like he has a relationship. Yeah, he does. So maybe he. Maybe he's the head butt. The head butt. <laughs> Jeeves. Patrice Jeeves. Patrick. Jeeves. All butlers' names are Jeeves. <laughs> so we've got butlers. Kathy says her biggest pet peeve is when people come 10 minutes early, which I absolutely agree with. And of course, someone comes 10 minutes early, which is Rinna. And the difference is, is that when we host events, there's nowhere for anyone to no, go. No, there's nowhere for <laughs> us to pretend that we don't see them. Yes. <laughs> Unless are, we're literally in the bathroom or the closet. Yes, they are They are very present. I think Rinna could have been in Kathy's house for an hour and she would have no idea that Rinna was there. Probably. So everybody gets a dreamy entrance. Everybody's dressed to the nines. Um, ev- actually, so there was like an entrance shot for each person in the cast coming down the stairs into the little parlor room where they were, you know, eating their apps and drinking their drinks. Erica did not get one. Mm. So interesting. Um, So, I mean, it's awkward. It's awkward pretty much right away. Don't you feel? Yeah. Well, Sutton tries to preempt this happening at dinner by offering to talk with Erica before. No, she, no, this is when they're sitting at the table though. No. It's just not all the girls are in there yet. Okay. Well, which I just tries, thought was terrible. It like, was weird timing. Kathy literally is like, okay, girls, everybody ready for dinner? And everyone is slowly like trickling in. So some of the women are behind. Sutton and Erica have been seated next to each other. Okay, which I was is gonna shady. ask you. I was gonna ask you what we thought about the seating. Cause it looked like it would, do we think this is Kathy Hilton or do we think this is producers? Because Erica was sat, satin, sat right between Garcelle and Sutton. Yeah. Very curious. Yeah. But pretty much, so like Sutton is one of the first girls in the room. And then Erica is walking by. And as she's starting to sit down, Sutton thinks, like, this is the moment. You know, I'd like for us to have a chat if we could. And I was just immediately like, Sutton, like going with what we were saying earlier. It's like she gets so hyped up in the preparation for these big moments she's going to have. And then she just completely screws the pooch in the execution. Yeah. Like she doesn't, she has no sense of timing. She's fucking awkward when she starts saying it. It's like, wait, you have built us all up to believe that you're finally going to do this right and you're going to do it unawkwardly and you're going to do it firmly and confidently, which is half of what makes the intro to these conversations either completely cringe or bearable. And she just, ah, like once again, I'm cringing into the couch because she thinks that this is the way. Yeah. Like Erica's butt is literally not in the seat. And Erica's like, wait, what are you talking about? What chat about what? And then we begin to devolve. Doesn't even want to. Here's the thing though. Erica doesn't even, there's no context. I agree with what you're saying, but there's no context in which Erica wants to hear no, anything from Sutton. No, absolutely right. So, but this is a moment where 
It's like if you're trying to set up for like the best case scenario where the moment is basically like where you're beyond reproach with how you're bringing it to the table, don't do it this way. Yeah. Yes, we fast forward 20 minutes and Erica is 100% in the wrong saying to everyone that if you're my friend, you wouldn't ask a question, which is absurd and we will get into that. But this be- top of the thing, I'm just like, Sutton, you totally fumbled this, the beginning of this. And this is when Erica has her first upset moment mm. where she is like, I have no interest in clearing the air with you. Um, she says, I only have enough capacity for things that matter. And your opinion of me does not matter. And she starts like storming to the other side of the table to be like, I'm not sitting by her. Mm. Um Eventually, like that's, I feel like when the rest of the girls come gotcha. in yeah, and everyone's like, wait, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, oh, Erica. Oh, what? No, why are we doing? You know, and everyone yeah. tries to like play dumb and like, let's be nice. Rinna is drunk at this point. <laughs> she has gotten a hold of the butler bow and she is like killing me with her tromping it around in the oh air. Oh my gosh. The <laughs> butler bell and then Muffy, Kathy's dog, on her lap the whole time. I it know. Like- <laughs> I know. So here's what's interesting. We get the awkward moment number one out of the way. Mm. And you can tell Kathy is like, you guys are not going to fuck up my dinner party. <laughs> so Dorit, though. Oh my goodness. Geez. Dorit decides, okay, the dust has settled for about two minutes. We've had some caviar pie begin to be passed around, which, holy shit, that looks so epic. Oh like, the gosh. most decadent, expensive I mean, pie. this whole meal, the whole setup, everything. Insane. To the nines. Yeah. So, Dorit decides, well, I would like... She basically wants to bring up... So, she addresses Garcelle. <sighs> She's like, I was actually, you know, I, I'm... It's really important to me. I'm always going to stand up for myself. I'm not confrontational. But I hate let's confrontation. Do a confrontation right now because right. no one's talking about me. Right. And I'm going to let. This sounds like a great idea <laughs> to go back into what all the shit that went down at exactly. Rena's beauty event. No, it's not a good idea. No. Focus on your dresses. And no one cares enough, Dory. No. Like. It's a personal, it's once again, it's the same thing with last week. It is a personal thing between you two. It really has no effect on the rest of the group. And you're just taking up, abusing, sucking the air out of the room by bringing this up again. Yeah, which is classic Dory. Thankfully, Kathy shuts that down real quick. Tells Dorit to zip her lips, (laughs) low-key, like, Best moment. moment of the episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, I died at that. That was so great. I like when Kathy lays down the law because it doesn't happen very often. Yes. So when she does, you're like, oh, she's very serious. Yes. Um, so then. Well, then I, my reading, of, how it, we my reading of this situation is that everyone then begins to start needling Sutton. Mm. And, and begins to kind of be like, well, you know, uh, Sutton said, and, and wasn't Sutton going to say something? Like everyone has, t- the problem is everyone has talked for Sutton yeah. to Erica and Sutton 
did a good job of actually being the one to ask questions at the original dinner party from Hell Part One. And so that's how they, we get we get into this. Um, right. And then Sutton's like, no, I've okay. tried to talk about it, but she doesn't want to. And Erica's like, well, she won't tell me what she said. I've asked a million times. And Sutton's like, you've asked twice. And every time I try to tell you, you interrupt me and make me feel like I'm a terrible monster. And the whole point here, too, is... Yeah, everyone's bringing up the, like, it gets talked about from a reputation and from the angle of Sutton's reputation and everyone else being concerned. Because Erica's thing is like, why does any, everyone care? Why does everyone care? This is not about you. This is not about you. Yeah. This is not about you. And then all of a sudden, then, Dorit makes the scent, the first sense she's made. Well, yeah. Well, and Garcelle goes on to say, well, I think we should all be concerned. Like, the reason that we're all concerned is that uh, isn't it human nature to know if this is going to affect us or not? To and want to, know. to want to know. And Erica's like, no, it is not human nature. It, it is, is not. not. Oh, give me a break. Well, Dorit first kind of shakes it all up, which honestly shocked me. I was like, Dorit is making sense for the first time yeah. all season. And yeah. okay, okay, I'm here. I'm here for this in this moment. So she basically says, She's like, every time an article is written, our names get dragged into it and you know it, Erica. Come on. Like, we want to be there for you and we want to support you. But us having questions about all the stuff that's coming out every single day, that doesn't make us not supportive friends. And that is, basically that's Erica's thesis statement of the whole night is if you really supported me and if you were really good friends, you wouldn't dare bring any of this up. Obviously, I think the undercurrent message is on camera. Yeah. Like, how dare you all? What are you doing to me? Are you trying to make a spectacle of all the bullshit I'm going through? But it's like, it's happening in the press in real time. Yeah. And let's not forget what we now know. Lisa Rinna has been subpoenaed. Yes. So it's not this, this conspiracy no. theory. That people, oh, it's, you'd be ridiculous to bring up subpoenas. It is happening. It obviously hadn't happened then, but it just brings more For credence and validation so... to everyone being yeah. concerned about it. Because she acts like she acts like it's just so insane and self-centered that anyone would think that her problems would have a ripple effect on them. And it's like, bitch. It's it's this. It's the fact that you have been telling us stories in real time that keep conflicting, that are going to be on TV, that we could eventually be subpoenaed about as witnesses for how to how you were presenting versus what's exactly. true. Exactly. So the, I I think it was after Dorit starts chiming in like that. Um. Erica does make a point to be like. I'm going to remember those who were with me and those who were against me. Erica, Erica conducts her, the way that she, she thinks she's like a mob boss. Is, <laughs> I know. is the way that like, obviously later the teeth literally come out. Like, and it, it just seems like you're either with the family or you're against the family. And like all the threats, everything just seems very intense. It's ridiculous. Like, what is going on here? And this is when Garcelle does start You're to right. chime in and she's trying. Garcelle, I she really tries to come at things from like she's like, okay, Erica, I understand that you're like, I can't imagine what you're feeling right now. However, 
Can you just take a second to basically imagine being in our shoes as your friends, what this might be like? And isn't it just human nature to be curious about the truth since we're not getting any answers? And Erica is just like. Well, and I think Garcelle's being so authentic here. Yeah. She is sitting next to her. She's got her arm around her. She's really trying to say, look, we are like, we support you. We are on your team. But like, can you understand, you know, and she tries Refuses. to wipe it and oh then we get the, the, the stream of tear down the face and Garcelle tries to wipe it and Erica jerks her head away and is like, stop touching me, stop touching me. And I'm like, okay, Garcelle's you know what? Like, Gosh, I wouldn't try to hurt you. Like you literally physically, like the jolt. I think, I think what happened was before... They sat down. You know how Erica went into the hall and she said, I just need to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. She busted out the tear stick, blocked her (laughs) eyes to produce that amount of liquid coming off of her face during this thing. It's so, I'm not buying a second of it. Okay. I think she buys her own performance personally. Same thing. But that was like, that was stressful. And then there was a point where I was kind of like, Garcelle, just take a hint get your arms off her shoulder right now. And then she kept them on. Like she really thought like, I'm going to like empathetically touch this woman until she sees my humanity. Yeah. And then Erica's like, you can stop, stop, get your hand off me. Okay. So then the fireworks start and the, uh, Erica's reel that, that is going to be presented to the Academy for consideration (laughs) begins. And she stops and says, look at me. Look at me, Dorit. Look at me. Look at my life. And I just want to say, you are sitting at a dinner table in Kathy Hilton's home, eating caviar pie with a Range Rover in your driveway, a multi-million dollar house in Los Angeles, a glam team, and a stylist. No one feels bad for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Miss me with all of it. It is such into- total, utter bullshit. Yeah. Why are you torturing me about it? Why are you all doing this to me? Because you've been fucking lying to us. Right. You've been changing stories. She's we're such, getting new information. That's why we're doing this to you. The victimhood is insane. Oh my god. And like the lack of ability to understand that like, yes, you don't owe every secret of your soul to anyone who you're close to. You don't. But if you are implicated in a gigantic, broad scope, very severe, serious crime. Where money was taken. This is, this isn't, um, I mean, it is like corporate fraud, but money is being taken away directly from the hands of victims. Yeah. And to have the and we capacity to to make it about you. Her definition of authentic friendship is shut up, don't ask, don't any, ask questions. any questions, blind support. Yeah. Blind loyalty. Um then this, Ky- then oof. this really got yeah, under this my is skin. When Kyle so really Kyle just me. completely starts attacking Sutton. Because she's Basically getting too overwhelmed by how heated everything has gotten. And because Sutton is the only one who verbally planned, a.k.a. like we were saying earlier, fucked herself. 
because Sutton is the only one who verbally expressed, I am planning to address this shitty thing with Erica at the dinner. Kyle, not to mention, they were all curious. They all wanted Sutton to ask for them because they're all too wussy to do it themselves. Sutton's the whipping boy. So, so Kyle, though, it's getting too overwhelming. This is upsetting. She can probably tell Kathy is very upset. She's probably a little embarrassed. She decides she's going to make this all about Sutton. This is all Sutton's fault. Sutton is not being honest with you. I'm sorry. She's like, I'm sorry. You are my friend. You are my friend. But you are not being honest. And you're looking two-faced. And you're putting us all in a very bad position. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, oh, Kyle. Wow. Like, I don't know. I just, I mean, on one hand. someone that can't read a newspaper article? (laughs) This is true. (laughs) I just, then when she like elaborated more on it, I think it was in an interview or something. It made a little more sense to me what she meant. Because she's like, my whole thing is like, I'm open Like, I will be devastated if, when the facts come out, they are go against who I know Erica could be, Mm -hmm. but I will own it. But until then, like, yeah, I have a lot of questions, but I don't think it's my responsibility to interrogate her. And Sutton specifically has told all of us that she does think it's her responsibility. When it gets played out, when you hear that explanation, I can't really falter for that. And yet Sutton was still being the most honest of anyone. Yes, but I find it interesting that no one is calling out Dorit. I know. It's only being called out to Sutton. Dorit raised just as much confirm at the... er, Yes. Raised concern at the original meeting. Exactly. The quorum. uh, (laughs) And... And no one backpedaled is, more than anyone. Exactly. At that, that dinner. And Rinna and, no and Kyle are publicly. just going after Sutton. No it's, one except Sutton. Remember Sutton or Garcelle that night yeah. was like, that's not what you said. Dory was just horrified. Yeah. And that was it. Like no one else from the clique came for Dory for that. So it's, yeah, it's very, it feels... It's just like, Kyle, you're kind of being transparent. Like, you're just sick of this. You don't like it. It feels icky. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking across from your friend who is tearing up. She's very, like, sensitive to the moment and doesn't want to be on anyone's bad side. Kyle can never do anything, can never stay in the mess long enough. Yeah. It's, she's always trying to pull things out, always trying to tie a bow on it. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of disappointing. I was just like, seriously, yeah, really Kyle? Bothered. Yeah, it bothered me. It bothered me. And then, so then it's just weird because Erica starts like, because Kyle's like, you called her a liar. You literally did. And you know what? She's not wrong on that. No. Um, And I get, again, this is where Sutton screws the pooch by, again, like setting everyone else up for expectations, saying, I'm going to tell her she's a liar. I'm going to tell her she's a blah. It's like, don't tell everyone yeah. that. So then. In her defense, it is hard to, in Sutton's defense, it is hard, it would be hard for me to articulate every single thing yeah. if I have six women all coming at me. Woman. Women. Woman. Six women. <laughs> six women. Six women all coming at me right before this, all needling me, 
all calling me out. Then I have Erica who looks like she's going to bite my face off Literally. 12 inches away. <laughs> I can see how she does get yeah, flustered. I know. I know. So then Erica's basically needling her. Like, why am I a liar? Why am I a liar? And Sutton's all like flustered. And she's like, well, uh, for example, the lie about the surgery, you know. The and accident, Tom's the accident. The accident. And like that whole thing I thought was fascinating that Erica just chose to basically fully act like that wasn't said. So she goes, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, it just posed itself as a red flag to me that years ago you said it was a minor accident with a broken ankle. And all these years later, now you're telling us it was a severe head injury. And Erica's like, well, no one knew. And she was like, yeah, it's still a lie. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. And then Erica basically just fully brushes past it and is like, is there anything that you have no examples of me lying? Clearly you have no examples. And I'm like, she literally just gave an example, but yeah. you're just going to act like it didn't or get not, said. Not to mention the inconsistencies of your account of Tom's well-being. It's yeah. been, it's been, he's a shark. He's going to take me. He's taking everything. He's taking me down. No one can defeat him. He, and oh, now he's in an assisted living home. Right. Not crumbling. Flat out, like I tell you, I'm not flat out lying, but it's definitely inconsistencies and no one can keep it straight. Right. No, so, yeah, it's, oh my gosh. And then I cringe when Erica gets the teeth. Shark teeth. I, uh, like, it makes she my snarls. skin the, Yeah, it's exactly snarl. snarl. What does she say when she's I doing that again? I don't even know because I was, like, too frozen to type because it was bothering me <laughs> so much. Okay, wait. I'm going to find it. It's something like, don't go there. Don't try me. Or what? Yeah. Or what? And so yeah. It's like, or nothing. We're not taking this out to the alley. Yeah. Like, I, give me I a break here. It. I know. Ugh. And then we get left, we get left with the to be continued, like, right after the snarl. Yeah. Which, of course, they tease us for this week with the snarl all week, and we get five seconds of it, and then it's over. Oh, my gosh. I feel, why, why do I get the feeling that it's going to just completely, within the first two minutes of next week's episode, someone's going to change it, and it's going to be lighthearted? Why do I feel like that's going to happen? Well, that's what they do. That's what they do to us. <laughs> um, I just think, yeah, like the overall thesis of Erica is that if you're a good friend, you do not ask questions. Yeah. And you blindly don't believe if there is any legal action against them, you must not ask any questions. And like to, just to ask them is a huge betrayal, apparently. Yeah. And it's just like, what is this? Like, that is not friendship. No. This is not, again, yeah, like, you're not a mob boss. Yeah. Like, you're not a mob boss, and these aren't all your underlings. These yeah. are your fucking friends, your cast, who you've, who are associated with you and have been for six years, and they have legitimate questions about shit coming out in the press every single day that, again, is not just TMZ. Yeah. These are like real investigative articles with sourcing. And like, I am, yeah, I just, I, I just find it so confounding and absolutely absurd 
that you would suggest that like a good friend would ask nothing. Yeah. And that it would, that it implies some sort of betrayal that you're feeling some confusion and some fear around it all, you know? Yeah. And again, like the victims are again, a, an off, like they're not really relevant. She is in this episode at this dinner. She is the true victim. Woe is me. The true victim. And anybody else trying to relate to like, we're struggling to, it's like, of course, they're not going through the same thing as you. But you're also not going through the same thing as all of those people that are destitute because they didn't get their money after their trauma. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. What, any other thoughts from this episode? Um, Mauricio killed it with that anniversary oh, setup. Oh, my gosh. I was honestly confused at first because it was so elaborate. I thought they were having a party. No. For their anniversary. And then I was like, oh, this is just for them? They're just so cute. They really are. I definitely, like, think their marriage is special. Like, you can just tell they've really grown together. I love when she said, I'm usually the one who gets mad and he has to apologize if he wants peace in his life. (laughs) I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. That sounds so familiar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hashtag but, <laughs> I feel seen <laughs> hashtag me too do you have any other like little tidbits no no it was great it was great seeing Mauricio go all out 20 minutes lighting candles so cute um, you I'm would excited do that. for next week me too to be continued and also they are shooting the reunion this week so Andy's been tweeting wanting to know, um, like, questions that people have. I am just dying for this reunion. Oh, I know. Like, ooh, it's going to be so juicy. It's going to be epic. The amount of, like, the <laughs> we have seen so much more of people being put on the spot in this season that we usually have to wait for a reunion to even get. Yeah. And we've had all of this just as buildup. Yeah. And all of the news that has come out since this has aired that ha- wasn't. Hasn't been talked yeah, about. Yeah, hasn't been oh. talked about yet. Like, uh, this is going to be, this could probably be a four-part reunion. My question is, is Erica showing up to the reunion? She is. She said she is. She is. Yeah. Okay. I already can tell that everything that Erica doesn't want to answer is going to get put under the umbrella Legal. of, I can't talk about this because this is an ongoing investigation. Right. And that is bums gonna be me really out. Annoying. But I need to prepare myself yeah. now Let's so that prepare. I'm not throwing remote controls and getting upset when I'm watching it. So, <laughs> yeah, self-care. This is honestly a terrible time for Watch What Happens Live to still be off. Wait, is it back? I don't know. Might be, uh, no, no, it's, it's not. not. It's yeah. still Bravo's chat room. And yeah. I'm like... <sighs> Yeah, no, plain. it's not the same. Okay. Well, it was a juicy one, friends, and we cannot wait to be continued next week. Um, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, share us with your friends, follow us on all of the apps that you can, and have an amazing weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.